Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sarah Michelle Galloroff, Buffy the Wow. Wow. (laughs) You know, it really gets me every time that we, you know. (laughs) I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We, you know, this is We Stand Together, a pop culture academic symposium. We, we are the pop culture professors. Uh Uh-huh. Or smart people talking dumb topics. Talking real dumb topics. (laughs) Yeah. And professors of pop culture, it could mean so many things, but what does it, Lauren? Well, to me, what it means is that I binge watch (laughs) At minimum, one full series every week of television. At least one full series. Um, This week, I'm almost through a rewatch of Just Shoot Me. How about you, Caitlin? Through one? Oh, How well, many seasons are there? I it okay. I'm I'm being a little optimistic because I of how many episodes I assume I'll watch tonight. I'm a problem. There's like six or seven seasons, and I'm in somewhere in season three or four. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm doing great. The first season's only six episodes, though, so it doesn't really oh, count. Oh, never mind. It's a fake. It's a fake out. Um, yeah, so we have master's degrees. We've taught at the college level, but this is how we spend our time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so it's called We Stand Together. You're standing. Just shoot me again. Mm-hmm. Are you standing anything else this week? You know, I have joined a standum that I thought was not for me, that I thought was never going to be for me. You counted Uh, yourself out. I counted myself out because, you know, friends of the show, you may or may not know, but for many years, I was a primary caregiver for my grandmother. Um, And, you know, at the end of her life, I spent a lot of time with her watching Dancing with the Stars and me having headphones and listening to something else in in the same room and not paying Mm -hmm. attention to it. And I just, you know, I was exposed to it a lot. She was so into it. but And I figured if I can't get into it for her, I never will. Right. But then they went and hired Tyra Banks and they got me. They another important woman in your family. They got me and they did what Nana couldn't do, <laughs> which is they got me to care. And I'm all fucking in. I have watched every episode this season and I have strong opinions. I have strong opinions. Who are you rooting for? Well, I know you're also watching. Who do you think I'm rooting for? Because I'm curious. Who do you think is my person that I'm like rooting uh, for? Full disclosure, didn't see the last episode, though I do know who was eliminated. Okay. Um uh well I know you're your BSB fan but I, I feel am. like it's not AJ because not. this is a misdirect. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeannie, I love Jeannie. I think Jeannie's really fun and she had a great week. 
I am rooting for Chrishell. I'm going to say it. Oh, yeah. I, think, I like that. I think she needs a win. And I think that she's actually done really well in the last couple She of improved years. dramatically. Like, and I love it. When you, when you start that low and you can raise this high, I'm kind of rooting for her. Um, I think it's a... I think the only person I hope gets eliminated... I need Jesse Metcalf off. I need him off. Interesting. He makes me feel sad for some reason. I get I don't that. Know what, and- Oh, I, I famously don't like Caitlin Bristow or uh, Neve from Catfish. I think Neve is really great, and I think you might have a chance. Uh, no, he's heart. actually like a really good dancer, and that's what's upsetting. Yeah, but his, I don't. He has a great week this week. You're gonna watch it after we finish recording, and you're gonna hate how much you love his dance because it's. Really he's getting good. into like the finals. Yeah, he's it's, good. It's uh, it's so good, and I hope I I'm also hoping Nelly makes it to the final. I'll say it. Oh yeah, Nelly's wonderful. I love him. Undisputed. Well, um, Caitlin, what are you standing this week? You know, I'm also doing something I just didn't think I would do. And I, I'm finally on TikTok. Uh, by on, I mean, I have the app and I'm looking at TikToks, not I'm on TikTok. And, I, you know, you get there's an algorithm mm-hmm. and they have your birth date in there, mm-hmm. buddy. That's what they're launching from. And they 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 assume I want a lot of mom <laughs> content. <laughs> And they're and right. They're right. They're right. They're right. The thing is, they've ended up right. being correct. I uh, there's a lot of TikTok moms I hate out there. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to drop their specific names, because uh, I don't need the haters. But there's, oh, I hate them. Uh, <laughs> I love that you finally, finally picked up the ball that is TikTok. I can't. I feel like I knew you were gonna love it once you gave in, and I. I love. That- I didn't know how many dumb Mormon baby names I could get to see. I, see, I didn't understand that. <laughs> Bexley, Bexley. I love that you found Bexley. Bellamy, my favorite. Thing Everly. About- <laughs> my favorite thing about you finally discovering TikTok for yourself personally is that this is the most like ant like behavior I've ever seen from you. Like the way I Thank wake you. the way I wake up to TikToks from you now is just something. It's a level of our relationship I didn't. Lauren, wake up. Yeah, watch TikTok. <laughs> But it's like a very specific corner of TikTok that only you and other ants are allowed in, I think. And I love that. Yeah, I might start posting as a mom. I mean, I'm not a mom, but like I'm mm-hmm. part of TikTok. No, moms. your your discovery of TikTok is when I also find out that you've secretly had a diaper bag in your closet. Even though you don't have a child. They are useful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let's... <laughs> Let's move on uh, because something I don't secretly stand, something yeah. I publicly adore is Think 1994. So please welcome the creators, the amazing Viviana Olin and Matt Harkins. Yay! Hi! Oh, wow. my God. I, such an honor to have you here. I have to say, we've been talking about having y'all on the show for so long. It feels yeah. like. I, I just am beside myself. That's finally happening. Well, we call ourselves the pop culture professors. Mm-hmm. You guys are like the pop culture curators. You're like the archaeologist. You're, you're out there in the field, I feel. Collecting mm-hmm. What we do, it walks together. You know, keeping them under our bed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And today's theme, it, it comes from you guys. It's almost like a crossover. Good for her. Do you want to explain the concept of good for her? Good for her. Well, we have a podcast that we update once every seven to nine months. Yeah. But when we do, <laughs> we are trashed and it's a good listen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's good for her. And it's basically, we feel that things fall into three different categories. Good for her. Yeah. Um, none of my business. 
or uh, cut it out. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's those three things and move forward, you yeah. know? So we just kind of, um, we like a lot of weird news sites. We like a lot of stories about like, there was that article like from like, this is probably like from more than six months ago, but it was about like, uh, meth gators. Mm-hmm. The, the, these alligators had gotten a hold of some meth, um, <laughs> and were like, kind of like running crazy on it. And so absolutely good for her. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fun. And then we love when animals yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> alligators. Have you ever seen a lizard like up close? Like a real, like a like a lizard, yeah, yeah, lizard? Yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. No follow up. <laughs> Just checking. <I> guess. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, lizards are magical. Um, I really respect the work that you all do. I the Good for Her Facebook group is one of my favorite news sources, and I just. I'm so honored to be able to say thank you to your faces today for creating that safe space on the internet to just celebrate good for her. So. I, I, um, I started, I, I rarely, um, look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Notification. I, I, people just, it got really big in Australia. Like there is a, like I, all these, I don't know how it happened, but all these girls from Australia just poured in one day and then I'll kind of get notifications when it's like, um, Oh, like something really heinous has been posted. And then like, yeah. even then, like, I'll be like, I don't know, should I delete it? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I try to post things in there. It's like, and nobody like likes it. <laughs> and so it's like, the Gooder, it, that is like another beat that has its own life. And like, it's like, it's very active. <laughs> I, personally, it's the main reason why I haven't deleted Facebook groups off my phone like I have the groups app on my phone because it does feel like you left a feral child to raise itself <laughs> I, I feel like there's a few people in charge over there that I don't know who they are and like <laughs> they post a lot and so it's like I don't feel like I don't feel like I can go in there and be like hey but the last time I made a statement was like some guy kept on posting like Breitbart things and so I just said stop posting Breitbart things <laughs> and then that's like that's the most moderating I've done. Um. Oh my gosh, it's pretty beautiful. I, you know, so obviously you all have the credentials to be talking about good for her because you're the inventors of good for her. Uh, but we always like to put our listeners at ease by sharing sort of our background in the topic, so they know that you know we we have the right to sort of be teaching a course in this subject area. And you know, I feel like I. I feel like I lived good for her because when I was an intern at a theater company, I created um, a newsletter called the Bagel Brunch Buzz, and it was a gossip magazine for the theater company. And basically, just an, and it was basically just an excuse for me to talk to the talent that I wasn't really supposed to be talking to, and then. Also a platform for me to eventually give myself a column called Lauren's Lessons Learned, where I got to make myself this like haphazard, like plucky girl who like every time I made a mistake, it was cute content. So that felt like, you know, that feels like my good for her credential. Good for her. Yeah. Wow. Good for her. Thank you. Caitlin, what's your good for her credential? You know, this one is like a little off, but I just keep thinking about it. Is when I, I used to have a white Jeep, <laughs> I covered all the interior in zebra print like all of it and i made i made the the cars official song j-lo's waiting for tonight Uh 
That is a oh, sexy car. That is a, that is a fucking sexy yeah. car. That's a sexy uh, one for her. Do you still have it? But, no, but only recently got rid of that car. Like at the end of 2018, it was like 20 years old. The song Waiting for Tonight was new. When the car was new. <laughs> well, I think it's time to play a game. I think so. I think so. So we're going to play a game based on your categories. And we're going to hit you with some uh, recent pop culture news. And you're going to tell us if it's good for her, none of your business, or cut it out. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes right. things uh, say that it hurt, that its spirit bit me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. That, that's welcome as well. <laughs> All right. First one up. Stassi Schroeder's surprise wedding. Not my business. Yeah, Stassi's no longer my business. I feel is that those? Yeah. Wow. Okay. What about you? Um. Well, I love a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for her. I mean, I, that's nice. Weddings, no matter what, you always feel like you're not gonna have fun, and then they're fun. I want to change. Right? I change my answer. I want to say good for her. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, it came out this week that John Mayer made out with Perez Hilton in front of then girlfriend Jessica Simpson. Um, I mean, cut it out. Not to be like homophobic or anything, but I don't. Perez Hilton is like uh, the the image of him making out with John Mayer. You're very homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I would like. I would definitely like say stop it. Talking about TikTok, sure. like Not Perez- in front of my children. <laughs> <laughs> Where are your wives? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Perez Hilton on TikTok is uh, very jarring because he posts like a lot of like topless things, and it's like so it is a child's app, which we all just re- must remember. Yeah, he, and then he like duets with these um, kids, and then they'll be like, "Please don't." And then he's like, <laughs> up. anyway, it's like a little odd. Uh, mm. But uh, all right, we're cutting it out. Next up, Monique from Real Housewives of Potomac is not sorry for punching Candace. Oh, um, I good for her. Yeah, make a choice and stick with it. Yeah, I don't want to flip flop her. You know, you're gonna do it, and then you did it. Yeah, you did what you did. Yeah. Uh, apologizing is flip flop. It's just how I feel. <laughs> all right. This next one, I'm very curious what you all think because I have strong opinions on it. But the Paris Hilton documentary. Oh, I'm going to say not my business. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we did like one show where like um, it was like about the aughts. And then um, there was like this painting there that she like had somebody call and like they like, you have to take it down. Oh yes, yeah, like, but we moved it to the bathroom. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like I haven't seen it. I know there's like more to it than like I am aware of. Like I remember, uh, like I had no clue about her the the boarding school that she went to or anything like that. Right. So all I had seen before that was like you know the like clips from it and like headlines for articles where she's promoting it, where it's like um, I, that was a voice. Like I didn't actually talk like that. That was all a persona. And like, I actually am like, you know, really smart. And I do believe that, but it, that's happens every year that that is. Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. like, this yeah. is not groundbreaking. I've actually seen a documentary that was all about that, that she was in. So, and it wasn't this new one. So like, yeah. it's, it's just like a yearly thing. So, We're not going to tell her to cut it out. Point. That's her business. Up, that's, but we have do. a lot on our plate right now. <laughs> I'm a little. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I don't, I, yeah. just, I can't really engage with that. Great. Okay. Uh, Great answer. I can see that. Uh, Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman, and Tiffany Haddish, many other celebrities, got naked for a get out the vote video. <laughs> Fabulous. At this point, it's gone like so full circle that I feel like good for her, you know? Like, I mean, do it. And like, they should continue to sing and do whatever is like the most sounds so embarrassing and like it's going to make people want to rip their face off. Like, just do it, you know? I think that's, that's actually the real meaning of these videos. It is true. Celebrities made a choice, mm-hmm. and the choice was to keep making <laughs> yeah. videos. And they can't. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Or else it would be flip-flopping. It would be flip-flopping. Yeah. You choose what you're going to do, and you do it. I the, what, what's, what, what's Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman? Um... Uh, uh, Gail. Um... <laughs> Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. She made the choice for Hollywood, and they, and she, they should follow how she, she put her, her head out there. She's Hollywood's ambassador <laughs> she is. to us. She's Wonder yep. Woman. I mean, she makes mm-hmm. the choice. A track. Uh, what about Megan Trainer being pregnant? Oh, good um, for her. Good for her, a good baby. For her. That's yeah, always nice news. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I don't have any <laughs> <laughs> Great. We don't need it. Kate Moss's daughter Lila makes Paris runway debut. Good Whoa, for good her. For Fabulous. Her. Next generation. Wonderful. We got and a new one. <laughs> <laughs> that is fun. I didn't see that. Oh my god. <laughs> You guys are finding news. Wow. Pretty cool. That was, that was the best. Good for her. All right. Reba is dating ex CSI Miami actor Rex Lynn. Oh, I got to look up a picture of yeah, Rex Lynn. We need to see a picture of Rex Lynn before we can comment. Mm-hmm. And for those listening at home, we will be posting pictures of Rex and Reba on our IG account. I mean, so. I know him. Oh. That guy. No, I don't know him. He looked like somebody else. Well, I mean, that's like a uh, nice She's happy, day. then we're happy. Yeah, I get it. Get it going. Get it going. I say good for her just on the basis of the names Reba and Rex mm-hmm. together. Yeah. I, think. Oh, I even think about really that. Great. Yeah, that is a cool combo. That'd be oh, a great yeah. tattoo. Did you ever when Reba um, went to Madonna concert and then Madonna was late and Reba was like, this is unbelievable? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> Reba was not Finally, having she's it. <laughs> Reba's just saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> oh, the power. The she's power. hosting the Country Music Awards with uh, Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And finally, the last one. Katie Holmes, PDA all over Manhattan. Oh, thank you. You know, must <laughs> see that. Great for her. for her. Fabulous. Good for us. Yeah. Good for us. I think she's kind of like, I mean, that's so important to have that in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a. It's a return to normalcy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's so many, so many Daily Mail articles of her like walking around and, you know, she has creepy outfits and they're all fun. Great article. Cashmere bra once. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. great moment! Wow. Well, thank you so much. I that was really clarifying for so many reasons. Yeah, and we think we explained a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you really helped me settle some things about how to feel, and I really appreciate it. Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break, and I'll collectively send a thank you basket to Katie Holmes for bringing normalcy back to Manhattan, and then we'll be right back. Together. 
All right, we are back. And I I'm really excited about today's thesis. I got I, I got really inspired doing my homework for today's thesis. And before I dive into the topic, I I want to share a quote that really helped me with my framing for today's thesis. And this quote comes from Lucille Ball, who said, I'd rather regret the things I've done than regret the things I haven't done. And I really think that's apropos of today's thesis that I bring you, which is really more of a celebration than anything, because today I want to celebrate the female celebrities who have dared to dream big and step outside of their lane. They swung big and they missed, but these celebrity flops... (laughs) They deserve a round of applause because at least they can say they tried. It's something I tell my students in my real classroom all the time, that when they dare to fail, we can all learn. The only thing we can't learn from is nothing. So today, I'd like to pay tribute to five iconic celebrity ventures that may have passed but have left behind lessons that I think we can all agree are going to last a lifetime. Uh, so I have I have curated a, a list of five celebrity ventures that have failed, and I have my lesson <laughs> that I feel like I have learned, but I welcome you all to, if you see any lessons in these failures that I may have l- missed, uh, I welcome you to let me know, um, and also just what you think about these. But okay, so n- failure number five is off fudge. Uh, Off Fudge, if you're not familiar, was Jessica Biel's child-friendly restaurant in West Hollywood. It opened in 2016. and No. Yeah, and it shut its doors in 2018. According to Eater.com LA, the restaurant had a bit of a rocky opening, with early reports saying the place would have had an exclusive Soho House-like vibe for kids, but the actual eatery ended up being pretty straightforward except for a separate play space for children to play in. Reviews for the food were mixed uh, with an easygoing comfort food menu that appealed to a wide audience. Desserts were the standout part of the menu. Apparently, according to my research, it shuttered its doors pretty quickly after employees came with a lawsuit for like problems with wages. Uh, and there was like financial issues. Uh, but for me, the lesson learned with Jessica Beale here is that folks, you got to just book the babysitter and have the night out that you really want because there's nothing high end about children. That for me is the lesson learned here. But I don't know. Did, wow. Were you all familiar with All Fudge? Did you know about All Fudge? It's just new to me. Yeah, I'm blown away. I hate that I can't go. Like, that sounds like fun. It's like exactly an idea I feel like I would come up with <laughs> if I was married to Justin Timberlake and like access to all this money and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a fucking brilliant idea and then we'll pay for it. And it like lasts like however long and it's like. But you to walk around stressed out for like a couple of years <laughs> and be like, oh, the restaurant. The restaurant, yeah. you know, it's the not. Re- I'm home, trying actually. to do something new here, yeah. you know. Um, and she was on a show, right? Wasn't she on a show where she was in, she was, I know she was on a show where she was in the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she did a lot. It's so Busy creepy. Girl, Celebrities you know? are so mm-hmm. creepy when you hear about like their side projects. It's like, oh, what? You don't just. Just be I will feel yeah. like America is back on track when we have more vanity restaurants from celebrities again, because <laughs> that means they have enough money. There's enough tourism in enough cities. People are out like I <laughs> I need Rihanna to have a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> restaurants still there? I don't think so. Oh, he, I knew he, opened he did. So did Britney Nyla. 
Well, we will circle back to okay. that in just a few minutes. So does Jayla. Uh, all right. So, okay. So that was my number five. My number four is a very shortly lived vegan footwear line that was spearheaded by Natalie Portman. Uh, tragically, Natalie Portman's vegan shoe brand folded in less than a year back in 2008. And to be totally honest with you, I can't find a lot of information about her shoe line on the internet anywhere. But I did find this little piece of tea that the entire collection, literally the entire collection was put on clearance in the weeks leading up to its final closure, um, which that seemed to be a really big deal on these few fashion blogs that mentioned it. Uh, I will say this, though. For me, the lesson learned here is that Natalie Portman is just ahead of her time because I truly believe if she had launched it 10 years later, it would have crushed because now that Gen Z has buying power, we would have been we would have been stands. But it was just a little too ahead of its time. Did you get, like, to see at least a picture of what one of the, like, pizzas look like? There was, I found one photo. They weren't great. They were very, um, something beyond basic. I I don't know. An UGG that just said Natalie Portman. (laughs) (laughs) It, they're they're called like Tay Saison. Oh no! Were, oh, Whoa! I just got like deja vu. I feel like I oh heard my god, Tay Saison. <laughs> oh my god, he got deja vu. I don't know. Yeah, they weren't like I would say they were more. They looked a little bit more <laughs> like what you imagined, like your art teacher aspired to buy right. than like. Yeah, like that was kind of that's a danger of someone who looks like Natalie Portman trying to design Mm -hmm. things for normal humans. Yeah, just being like, I put milk cartons on my feet and it looks great. Everyone tells me I'm awesome. Does that not work for you? (laughs) That was 100% the vibe. Um, And I just think in 2008, we weren't ready for the possibility that shoes could be vegan. I, yeah, I totally think she's ahead of the time. I think even six years later, she'd she'd be selling those shoes. I think we call her and see if she's ready to, you know, redo it. Yeah, we just need yeah. to, have to do is just get the email and then just send the email. She would love yeah. the email. I'm sure that's like, I want to restart your vegan shoe on. Everyone email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, folks. Everyone, everybody email. Natalie.portman. I think if we all together, we can find a money person to like yeah. fund this. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I can't wait to restart Natalie Portman's shoe brand. Or what's her real name? Herschlog? I bet you anything her Gmail is nataliehirschlag at gmail.com. Well, I'm going to try. Harvard.edu. <laughs> <laughs> Alumni.harvard.edu. All right. Uh, <laughs> she does. Re- I know she listens to this podcast. So Natalie at Oscars.com. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Oscars, I, I'm shocked that this next celebrity is ending up on a list that includes flops uh because i i I, you know other than her one film with the dinosaur that we've mentioned on this podcast previously this this is an icon who who knows greatness but whoopi goldberg is coming in the middle of this flop list with her company whoopi and maya which was launched in 2016 alongside award-winning edibles maker Maya Elizabeth, founder of Ohm Edibles, and was the win and who's a 10-time High Times Cannabis Cup Award winner. And they created this California-based medical marijuana company that was like really focused around providing like menstrual relief for women through marijuana. 
and it seemed to have like really great reviews and women were, you know, really finding uh, relief from cramps and other discomfort. But it only lasts and, and and oh, and the first year they got into like 300 dispensaries, like in one year they managed to get in 300 dispensaries, but they just closed their doors officially. So they only made it till this year. They just announced that they're closing. And for me, the lesson in this is that the patriarchy wants women to suffer. Like that's the only thing I can figure yeah. because how do you go from having 300 dispensaries and having such a kind hearted mission to closing your doors? That smells of the patriarchy to me. No, they're against her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That one makes no sense. Yeah. And that's a perfectly reasonable business. Those stores, you know, it's like, that would be like front and center. People be like, oh my God, I'll take 10, you know? Yeah. Like, if you saw like a Whoopi branded, like anything. whatever it was. And like, if you were at like a dispensary, I feel like you'd buy that over. Like, I feel like if, if I go into a dispensary in the city that has them, I, I don't know whatever I'm looking at. I don't know what it is. Like you see a friendly out. face. You see like, like let me just get that and then get out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt. And so I want justice for Whoopi. And you know, after we get Natalie's vegan shoe brand back on track, maybe right. we can also get Whoopi's. Maybe some sort of collab, you know? Ooh, they do seem like they'd go hand but in hand. They're basically they're one company. But don't forget to make a Beal. No, no. She's <laughs> she's got enough going on. No. Whoopi famously <laughs> hates to fly. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if operating a, a more like a California based business was difficult for her. She's New York based. She Uh-oh. Well, this is it. On our ballot here in New Jersey, we have legalization of marijuana this November 3rd. She also lives in New Jersey. So mm. maybe she needs to relaunch mm-hmm. closer to home. She can watch over it. She can visit the dispensaries. She can go to Paramus Mall. All right. Sliding into number two is a project that got mentioned earlier. And I had to bring it up because I know you all at Think 1994 are putting on Britney's Instagram uh, at your museum. And so I I couldn't do this list and not bring up Nyla at the Dillon Hotel, which at the height of Britney's fame she decided the right thing to do was to invest in what was originally described as a hip hot sexy new york lounge that serves cajun inspired food in honor of her louisiana roots and you know based on everything i read from long before they even tried to open their doors they were so over budget that it was just going to be literally impossible to make it back and almost immediately after opening Brittany and her team made it very clear that she had walked away from any of the like obligations and to me I kind of found a few lessons here first and foremost Brittany is an artist not an accountant and like everyone just needs to let her be uh and you know i am as well i am also an artist not an accountant and so uh, you know stan stands this is me pledging to you and to myself that i will no matter how fun it sounds open a restaurant that's just a promise i want to make to everyone um i felt like i needed some accountability because it seems really seductive but it seems too hard just ask eva longoria she's tried it twice oh no it worked now would you do a perfume line though Yes, yes, I would. And that is the other lesson learned. Artists can launch brands. They just, um, you just have to sort of like, you you need to know 
you need to know if you're going to have to do more than, you know, offer your opinions on things. And it seems like they wanted Brittany and her team to do more than offer opinions. And that's just not for us. No. 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 Can you imagine, like, you, your day is you wake up and then you have, like, a, like, champagne, like, brunch mm-hmm. and you just get, like, so fucked up. And then you take a limo to, like, New Jersey to smell scent for your, like, fragrance line. Yeah. I mean... It sounds beautiful the way you describe it. (laughs) I love it. All right. So we're almost at the end of my list. I have one more iconic, famous flop. And this is one that actually hurts. See, I I can't. I. (sighs) Number one on the list is the Demi Reynolds Hollywood Hotel. Yes, you heard me right. The Debbie Reynolds Hollywood Hotel, which was originally envisioned envisioned by Reynolds herself as a museum and casino because she had collected millions of dollars of Hollywood memorabilia, including the ruby slippers from The Wizard of Oz, which she got right ahead, like when she knew she was going to be purchasing this casino hotel she was like i gotta get the ruby slippers and she bought them and unfortunately though it opened in 1993 with a lot of pomp and circumstance by 1997 both she and the hotel were filing for bankruptcy and the lesson i learned from this is that the average human being is really really stupid because this absolutely should have worked and i'm so pissed that i can't go visit this yeah this, this was in Vegas, right? It was it was called the Hollywood Hotel. I'm not I thought I'm not sure if it was in Vegas or California, but one of the two. They're interchangeable in my mind and how um geography works. And like, but it was it was she purchased a I forget the name of the hotel. Like it had been she purchased a casino hotel that had been in existence and then was just like rebranded it to be her museum. Um and I think, I just can't believe it's not still there. I want to go. I want to go. That's sad. And it's I think it's really oh, unfortunate. Okay. I, mean, you just, I mean, you just unlocked something in my mind. I'm from okay. Vegas. And I remember when, it, yeah, it was like, it like had her name in cursive on the side of it. Pretty. And I just remember my mom talking about how much she wanted to go there or something because I remember the Ruby slippers and then I remember going out of business. And yeah, that's sad. It's sad. It should be ahead of her time. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, I mean, the best casinos are the ones that are like the theme is just all up in your face, you know? Absolutely. And then like the later um, uh, generation casinos, like they're just like, oh, our thing is like, there's a lot of gold around and stuff, right? You want people in your face? They're a wizard. You know, I'm at the wizard. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, and I'm in a t- like a mummy's tomb. You know, give it to me. exactly. And then, but this is about glamour, you know, and and it's just like, sense. and it's like I don't think there's anything more beautiful in the world than Dollywood, and this feels like another version of that. Right. And I just want, I want museums, theme parks, hotels erected in honor of all of our great icons. Do you I feel like, um, like Planet Hollywood is kind of due for like a, a comeback? I would love that. Um, as a child, 
And this is why I had to promise on air that I won't open a restaurant because as a child, the first time I went to Planet Hollywood, my I like sat down. Apparently, it's been retold to me. Like I sat down very quietly, looked around, and I said, "Actors own this place, huh?" And my parents are like, "Yeah." And I go, "You can really do it all." <laughs> and I, <laughs> and uh, I've always been fascinated by this dangerous path. Uh, but I think a I think a plant hot. I love a kitschy thing. I love kitsch. Right. Like Remember Fashion Cafe? Oh, of course I do. I want to McPherson, go. Naomi Campbell, and Claudia Schiffer. Right. I think it was Claudia Schiffer. Yeah. I mean, we found out that you can rent the um, a Times Square Hard Rock Cafe for twenty five hundred dollars uh, for a day, yeah. and um, we did not have twenty five hundred dollars. But had we, oh um, we would have. Taking up space. <laughs> That's not that much. That's honestly Times Square, Hard Rock. I mean, that is like way lower than I thought it would be. At least only twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. For I mean, it's a day, but still, I mean, it, that's like it's like Times Square, so you could throw like yeah. a. Well, I guess you can't throw like a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think it's like because of COVID, it was so cheap, so I don't know if we were allowed to like let anybody else in. <laughs> no, we would just run wild. Yeah. <laughs> I want to sit here alone. <laughs> Honestly, kind of worth it. Yeah. <laughs> we all go in together, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to Mars? Or that's gone, but Mars twenty one twelve. Uh, yes, it was my favorite place when I when I was just a wee one l- growing up in Oklahoma, and we would fly back to New York to visit family. My very cool aunt, my aunt Rosemary, would take a lunch break at Avon to take me to Mars twenty one twenty. Oh my god, Those it are was very the coolest details. time of my life. I used to work at the Jekyll and Hyde Club on, right. uh, and I think I think like the most trauma I've had in New York came from that. <laughs> of like, course, it was like it was like such hell, and like mm-hmm. at one time, like it was on fire, and they made us still go in there and walk around, and I did because I was like so fucked <laughs> up. And then like at one point, these three Italian triplets from New Jersey, <gasps> their fourteenth birthday, they cornered me in a stairwell and they stole my wig. <laughs> <laughs> Back and forth. <laughs> oh my god! That is so. Wonderful. Thank you for your service. Thank yeah, you for honestly. your service. Well, that's <laughs> I'm a that's. <laughs> Uh, before we move on, you know, I just, I'm curious, are there any famous celebrity flops that you feel like deserve a good for her shout out that I may have missed in my top five? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. On the spot. Um, uh, like, I don't know. My, I, for some reason want to say like so-and-so's kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. But- can't think of anything. There are like uh, some I know I know of, but unfortunately at this moment in time, I can't think. Yeah. <laughs> You're not haunted by them like Viviana is by those 14-year-olds. Um, uh, there were three of them and they all looked alike and they were so mean. Oh, wait. Okay. I don't know if this is like a celebrity plot, but mil- millions of milkshakes is something I wish that there was like moral history about and like mm. information because it does have like an interesting kind of backstory. Like it started as just pop-ups. And then they got locations and then they disappeared. But you Google it, it's like every celebrity was there. Kris Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Lindsay, Miley, Allie Lohan, um, Rosie Perez, um, like a list like goes on. And they were always making appearances, creating their own milkshake. 
Tony and um, Pitbull, they got a gym on 14th Street. <gasps> and they were offering this, like, really, like, there was this Facebook ad that was, like, um, come here to grit boxing and that you got like all this merch and stuff and like free drinks. They had a bar there, for, like $20. So of course we went. And then somebody told us that like Tony Robbins was like really, really bad guy. Insane. Like it was like, it was like, it was like combo classes where like, okay, you're on the floor and then you're on the treadmill. But it was like so dark in there, and they're like flashing lights. The music was so loud. Oh, and they'd be like, they they turn the lights off while you were on the treadmill, like to pitch black. <gasps> and you, after telling you, like pump it up really high, so you'd be really scared of falling. <laughs> and then like there'd be like a projector with like flames and like explosions, like. Yeah. It was like and everyone there was at a ten. Then you walk out and they're like, "Take this shot." And, it's like, okay. <laughs> and then you have a free drink thing. So then we were like, "Okay, let's do that." And they sat on the website. They had a bar, but it's just like a little booth. And next to like all the people lining up for their next workout, so you're sitting there like trying to have like a drink. It's like Gatorade and tequila. And everyone is twenty-one. But it's so definitely going. I mean, even when we went, they were that was like you know beginning of this year, like January, and they were like, "Do you want to invest?" Like they kept. <laughs> I guess your last chance yes, for the best in print. We're going to be everywhere. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Well, thank you all so much for letting me share uh, this uh, walk through failure. I learned together. so much. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. thank you. I think it's time to play another game. I agree. Okay. We're going to play a-, a-, a We Stand Together classic Pitch Fire. The Mary-Kate and Ashley edition. So, guys, we're going to imagine a world where Mary-Kate and Ashley have decided to revive their direct-to-VHS, direct-to-home, Netflix, Hulu, what-have-you movie franchise. Good for her. Good for hers. So, they're going to film five new movies all in 2021. Please pitch us these movies. We need five distinct movies. Are they kids or are they adults? They're they're Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they uh, they wake up and they um, uh, they they all their sweaters are too big and so they have to um, get them smaller and um, <laughs> they have to like learn how to sew to do that uh, because they're going to big sweater. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's called don't sweat. It. <laughs> all right, all right. Don't sweat uh, it. The first yeah. one. Okay. Um, there, uh, there's uh, the the uh, um, uh, Mary Kate has gotten LASIK, <laughs> and um, uh, another uh, scalp like uh, treatment, to, like wrap her uh, face so she can hear or see. <laughs> and Ashley is like bringing her person who picks her up and takes her home, and then they end up. <laughs> Wait, wait, they get on the train and then <laughs> Ashley gets out of her. American gets- <laughs> wait, this is good. Um, yeah, so as Ashley gets out of the train, gets stuck. And that's like as far as I can get, I guess. Um, and, but the, the, the title is um, Mary Kate's Day Out. Mary Kate's Day Out. <laughs> All right, we got yeah. two out of five, three to go. Um, okay, um, so the third one is um, they are um, at the horse races, 
because they do like equestrian stuff, you know, but they're like, I'm tired of doing this like high level equestrian stuff. Like, I just want to like, I want to like see the horses, like other people see the horses. So they go to the thing and they're like, you guys are so tiny. They don't recognize in there. Like, you guys should be um, the jockeys. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so then like, Ashley's like, I don't want to do it. But MK's like, no, like I want to do it. Yeah. And so she convinces her. So they do it as like a team and they become like the greatest like jockeys in history. Wow. wow. And what's that one called? Um, it's called, um, horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Three? That's three. Okay. That's three. Okay. Um, okay. Um, uh, um, Mary Kate, uh, wakes up one morning, um, and she's a bug. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, um, What's that book? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the book. <laughs> it's, it's based off that book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I think that says it all. <laughs> What's it called? The, uh, the metamorphosis. So Ashley's not in that one. <laughs> um, she plays all the other characters. <laughs> Wow, it's a very that's a very artistic. Uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. Okay, um, fifth and final pitch. Okay, so they um fashion something about fashion. fashion. <laughs> that's true. Um, um okay. Um, they um they. Uh, they go out to dinner, a really nice dinner, and then like the the waiter is like um <laughs> tries to kill him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was a mystery, murder yeah. mystery, and so they have to like they're kind like, of fuck. they're like they're like they're like they have to fucking figure out why this guy would just try to kill them, and it turns out that he's like the third, he's like the triplet <gasps> that they never wow. knew about, and that. So they've got to make right what happened to him while not compromising their big fashion show yes. that is coming up. And it turns out they let him model in it. Oh. Wow. And what's that one called? That one is called um, um, My Brother's Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Folks, we've got Don't Sweat It, Mary Kate's Day Out, Horse Girl, Metamorphosis, and My Brother's Keeper. All five new films coming late 2021, 2022, straight to video, to VHS, actually. Well, that was incredible. And uh, I, I got, we have to take a break because Mary Kate and Ashley are calling me right now. I don't know how they, I don't know how they heard these ideas already because this episode hasn't even aired yet. But uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. All right, we are back. Mary Kate is in. Ashley hasn't signed yet, but she's close. This is so exciting. Um, guys, I, I just want to present to you one one final thesis, and it's it's a real good for her to me. Um, you know, I I don't know if you've heard this like theory that jazz is America's only true art form, and I would say, watch out, we've got a second. 
because we also have Halloween on the view. The Halloween costumes on the view are truly the best of what our country has to offer, best of what women have to offer, and best of what people have to offer, I believe. I agree. So I am talking about the Halloween costumes they wear on their October 31st show every year. A lot of daytime shows do this, I will say. Not to the Today Show. They always do it. They had the iconic um, Peanuts one a few years ago that was <laughs> truly psychotic. Kelly and Ryan have really tried to push their way into this. Uh, they did like 60 costume changes or something last year. A little try hard. A little try hard. Um, but I just think no one is as fun as The View because when the Today Show does it, they just choose a theme. They assign them like on some basis that makes sense. Um, Ryan and Kelly just like to vamp. They clearly on The View choose a theme and then each lady gets to choose her interpretation of it. And it's like just peering straight into someone's brain, just straight into <laughs> what they think of themselves, what they think of the show and the earth. It is basically like a Rorschach test. So they always have a theme. Um, Almost always. And it's it can be pretty general. Like one was just silver screen, which was stupid. One was the concept of fierce. One was like different decades. By the way, I hate decades parties. Like choose a decade. It's annoying. Um, <laughs> but it's always best when it's super specific. Uh, uh, something I don't like is when they have so, so, so many Disney tie-ins because it's on ABC when it's just mm. a commercial. Like they had one that was just Disney villains. And when the... The theme was fierce. Three out of five of them were Disney things. Um, so, oh, and of late, the, the audience comes in costume too, including uh, a couple years ago, they came as, uh, two guys came as Boy Behar and Whoopi Goldman. <laughs> which, I mean, to attend this day, ha have you guys been to a view taping? Yes. I've been to two, yeah. I've been to one. Great, yeah. we all have. I mean, it is chaos. The the energy there is electric. I would I would just love to go on Halloween. And I, I have to say, like, I've thought about going to live theater so much during the pandemic, but I got to go see more live tapings when life is back yeah. to normal, too, because I've never regretted a live taping. They are full psycho, mm -hmm. full psycho. <sighs> so, well, actually, the view, because you can during the break, like, I feel like that's the most entertaining part because they cut the mic so you can't hear but then you get to watch them and like how they interact with each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. The taping I went to, Whoopi had had like dental surgery, I think, that week or Great. something. And they like weirdly kind of announced like before she entered, like Whoopi's not feeling good. It was like a weird thing that they said. And the energy was, it was so tense in there. And she was having it's none also of that warm up shit. comic gets it going and you don't really know when the show started like on television it's so disorienting <laughs> he also does a thing where and I, i'm so curious about how this changes over the years where he clearly ranks them from like least interested uh it co-host that the the audience has least interested to most because he tells you who's there oh, he's yeah. like nicole wallace is here and everyone's like and he's like ladies Whoopi Goldberg is here. And people are like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> like, because what if she wasn't? Like, what if you're there on a day she wasn't? It'd be so sad. Um, so I would, if someone like on the ground, like someone who's worked there knows like the ascending order that they've gone in the years, I would love to know it. Um, they're also 
Uh, some of them are older women, so they can't see in their costumes at all. <laughs> Joy <laughs> has to put on reading glasses every time. So her costume always includes reading glasses, even when she was the Terminator. <laughs> um, Whoopi is actually happy during these episodes, which I think is a delight because she uh, feels feels ambivalent, I'd say the least, about being on, on The View. Um, she keeps doing it. She's been there a long time now. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes she's in such a bad mood to be there and it's sad. But you know what? She likes being an actor, so she likes putting on costumes. um so i just want to there's been so many there's been so many but i'm going to we'll share on social media and i'm going to put in the chat some of the ones that i um find to be the most psychotic and this one is the cartoon theme is iconic because it's actually the costumes are bad (laughs) so again this is one of their general themes where it's just cartoons and they can pick anything out of cartoons which is obviously a gigantic <laughs> uh, feel. Oh. Who's Cartman? Raven Simone is Cartman. Oh, <laughs> that is wild. Oh, this is so good. Okay, there's wait, wait. eight of them. This is when they really were like flushed with like randos. And uh, Jedediah Beal is here, right? Yeah, Jedediah is there. Is Betty Boop? Candace Cameron Bure is Tinkerbell. Right. Um. Paula Ferris was a rando. She's Twilight Sparkle. Sarah Haynes, Smurfette. Sarah Haynes, a Smurfette looks. Uh, her, it, she, someone in the costume department was trying to get back at her. Like, well, they're they stretched are too so thin. Mad. They're stretched too thin. Eight is too many. Eight <laughs> is too many. Uh, and then you have Whoopi as Marge Simpson, which I can't explain why that makes perfect sense, but it does. It's, it is. It's, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Sunny Hostin is. Dora and that one's weird. Um, Joy as Joy from Inside Out actually is one of the closest to making any sense. Yeah, I just the photo, like the way Betty Boop's hair is created as a hat. It's absolutely insane. It's weird. The Dora wig has like skin flaps on either side. Right, I Dora. I have to believe that Candace had hers made independently. Like she's. She was like, I will take it out of my paycheck and make it myself. <laughs> it fits. Yes. Yeah. Because look at uh, Paula Ferris as, as Twilight Sparkle. I mean, that thing, like, it is just not flattering. It is so weird. It looks like a, a Photoshopped, like, um, thing. It looks, it's not real. It's not of this earth. No. Um, which is, you know, good for her. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I could, I literally look at this all day uh also why is betty boop's dress so long well i'm so weird like it feels like i know you're telling me that the theme is cartoons it feels like the theme is just shapes (laughs) (laughs) well it does too because like it's not like it's not practical to have them host when raven simone is in this gigantic cartman thing and then Candace Cameron is her normal body, which is teeny. Like they, they just like they can't fit it's, on a dais together properly. It's insane. It's wild. That's but art. Is, That's art. So much fun, so they don't do it a lot, but there's like a sliver of time where they do do like a little bit of hot topics when they're dressed like that. Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and and um, they don't they don't tend to just like 
like argue like Roe versus Wade <laughs> on that. <laughs> but like it is. Yeah, you're fine. Though. I, oh, God. I, my dream would be to go and they get in a huge fight and they're all dressed as like Care Bears and they're just screaming at each other. <laughs> Nothing would be better. My dream. Okay. Uh, I want to move on to my, what I believe is the second most iconic, this video uh, that they made. <laughs> they really, really got into it last year. Hey, and, I and, you know, they I'm got... totally stumped on Halloween this year. I have no idea what to be. I know. Whoopi says we all have to have at least one idea by the time we get in. Do you have any thoughts? I'm still blanking. Oh, you know what? My car is here. I'll see you at work, okay? All right. I'll see you when you get here. Are you Christine? Oh, the oldie station, my favorite. Please turn it up. No, no baby shark. Stop the baby shark. No more baby shark. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. like my little Halloween inspirations are taking effect. Wait a minute, Sonny. Misery, Christine, Cujo, these are all Stephen King stories. Yeah, well, I did try to get the Shawshank Redemption in here, but trying to move an entire prison is a bitch. I was in Joy's dressing room then, right? And then she had a sledgehammer, and then the Scaramucci was there. That, that was her. She did that on her own. Let's start the show. I'll be right down as soon as I finish this passage. Wow. I mean, folks, folks, that was 
God. That was three minutes long. It was an introduction to the show, The View, just to explain why their costumes were all Stephen King themed. Oh and my God. I don't know yes. if you got the picture that I sent. Yes, we're looking at it. Uh, um, these are. Oh, Whoopi is doing Pet Cemetery. Oh, it looked like they're all. Yeah, it, it looks like cats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Abby Huntsman is doing Carrie. Sunny is uh, Pennywise, and Joy and Megan are the twins from The Shining. It, I I think as far as their co- their looks, it's the best one. It's crazy. I also love mm-hmm. the peek behind the curtain that we got, mm-hmm. which is that Whoopi makes them do this every year. You have to think of a theme. <laughs> also, Stephen King is like not a guest that day or anything. Like they. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it works so well though for each each of the costumes yeah. that like brings out like kind of like their essential like their personality. They're, like, yes. And, yes, and it's and funny to make Megan I, enjoy the twins. Yeah. They could have like a real like conversation. I would love to see it about like I don't know like Kim Davis or like something. something <laughs> uh, so that's my second favorite one of all time and their most elaborate one. Uh this one is my favorite of all time. It goes back a ways um, to 2008. This is right before the presidential election uh, between Barack Obama and John McCain. And they all dress as U.S. presidents. Oh, I I don't remember that. Whoopi (laughs) is FDR. Joy is Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Yeah. Elizabeth is Reagan on game, just on game, just playing that game. <laughs> Barbara is George Washington because she wants you to remember she's the first one. But the iconic, the best costume is Sherry Shepard as Abraham Lincoln on the penny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Her as the penny is the most stunning thing I've ever seen. This is this was just truly bananas. Again, it just plays the game so hard, so hard of everybody. And and this was a just a wonderful era in the view. Uh, right, that election leading up to it, iconic. And then when Obama is elected and Sherry Shepard is crying, uh, with tears of joy, and then Joy Behar says, "Weren't you undecided till like last week?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, and I oh my god, and I didn't know that happened. And she goes, Yes, because I think she says she and she means Sarah Palin has a special needs child. Uh, oh, so I she mean. wanted to support her. And they were like, Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, this is so good. Yeah, we just got the picture. Oh my god. She was a first time voter. It, it, these days. 2006 to like 10 on The View was just the wackiest shit was happening. It was a free-for-all. I miss it so dearly. Um, uh, you know, I'm a longtime viewer, really, from since day one. And, and I I have to say, I, I, I can't anymore because of Megan. Mm. Yeah. Well, now's your chance to go because she just had her baby, so she's not there. That's a great idea. Um, Enjoy these episodes. Because I, I miss, you- and it's not because she's conservative, because I think Hasselbeck was amazing. Uh, Hasselbeck was just 
out there just like talking about like trickle down economics but then she'd be like but did you see the bachelor also my kid fell off a stool like she could really <laughs> pivot in a way that i just i don't think mccain has it sorry um and did I you see like- when she came back to promote her book the first time she's been back on the show the elizabeth hasselbeck episode yeah, where she, yeah. yeah oh yeah i re- will remember where i was when i saw that it was like <laughs> i could not believe what i was watching because they it was Talk about, talk about Rosie O'Donnell. I was like, what are you even talking about? She didn't oh, make any... I mean, I guess she did make sense when you understand what she was, like, trying to do. But it was just, like... It was a shocking thing to see. It's literally, like, 14 years of them talking about the same two days of their life over and over again, and I can't get enough. And also, Joy's <laughs> love for Elizabeth, because she hates Megan so much, mm-hmm. is is amazing to watch. She's like, I like, I miss arguing with you. I have to argue with, I believe she said this one and pointed to Megan. Um, so those are, that's a journey through some of my favorite ones. What, I mean, they're back in the studio. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think they should do this year? Oh, um, well, they need a theme. Um, they gotta have a theme. Uh, homebodies. <laughs> yeah, they address like uh, those like articles that come out that's like this is what people are gonna look like in like um twenty years, 20 years or fifty years or something, and then it's like those you're all like they have like <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I also that's great. I also like the idea of them being their own inner demons. Oh, that's wow. really good. Oh, <gasps> you know what would be fun is co-host of the past oh my god they're haunted by the past co-host would be so good like oh my god someone coming out as meredith yeah sarah needs to be jenny mccarthy really easily (gasps) oh yeah oh jenny would be an iconic one raven would be i want to see whoopi as raven she would have so much she would have so much fun playing raven getting all youthful and like (laughs) (laughs) she would love it she would like misremember Mm -hmm. some like, <laughs> like a uh, catchphrase that Raven didn't have. But she'll just keep <laughs> In a few more seasons, after the Mass Singer's been on a little longer, they can all wear what ex, what former co-hosts have worn on the Mass Singer. Because now Raven's done it, Sherry's done it, Jenny's on it. Yeah, that's true. We almost have enough. They're costumes. all just migrating. Yeah, we almost, they're just migrating. We're so close to having a full set. <laughs> Maybe Whoopi will do it to promote Sister Act Three. <gasps> Well, when I when I eventually book a part in Sister Act Three, I'll make sure Whoopi does. <laughs> okay, that's they great. I think she's gonna be a one episode. They could do Q and on. Q and on. Q and They could find like different topics to be or something. They could each be their own favorite Reddit thread. Fun. Fun. That's really good. I think Joy Behar knows Reddit pretty well. I feel like she she upvotes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would be fun any year. Is them being like paintings? <laughs> I'm shocked they haven't like, done that. Iconic art. I'm shocked yeah. that hasn't happened yet. Because like Whoopi is Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joy is like a Degas ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> Megan is the scream because that's how she makes us all feel. Oh my god, her face does naturally do that too. <laughs> it's just <gasps> that's it's like, like something that invokes stress. She can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sarah Haynes could be, um, I don't know, just like a gorgeous painting. <laughs> oh, yeah. like all their favorite candles. Oh my god, a scent is so good. 
I think my all-time favorite Halloween costume that I ever did growing up was my friends and I were all obsessed with a band and we all went as song lyrics. Like, oh, wow. And like imagining all of them picking their favorite song and dressing up like a lyric could be really fun. Oh my god, just to find out what their favorite songs are. I I it's going to be off the wall. It's going to be crazy. Bonkers. They need to release that. They need to drop that content, you know. Oh no, you know what a, a good one is is um they can all dress as characters on the show Joy recommended everyone watch the other day that's in Danish and it's called like Gorkberg or something. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not in English, it's in Danish. It's like, I had some weird ass name and then she was like, well, you guys gotta watch it. <laughs> uh, Joy is goat. She's the absolute goat of that show on her question. Oh. oh my God. Remember? Wait. Megan called her a bitch, right? And <laughs> she just like laughed. I, yeah, uh, yeah not wonderful. Care, it was great. And then I think that might be the day that Megan stormed off because there was something she never she never came back. Like they she uh, got up and left, and then there was like, and I never know how these things you find out these things like where like it leaks that she did that or whatever. It's like, is there some plant in every episode of The View who like works for like a gossip website to like make sure they can be there if something like that happens? They always get like information. About what happened behind the scenes. I don't know. Well, I'm also sure that at different times, it's different co- like members of the team's publicist, right? Because it's sure like sometimes getting a blind item in serves Joy. Sometimes it serves Megan. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure sometimes it comes from them. Sometimes it comes from... Yeah. Who knows? Because um, when, when Rosie was on the first time, she uh, had... Uh, a writer on the show like she brought a writer named janine and then she also had her hairstylist helene and they would do vlogs in the morning before the show and like fully they spread stories about elizabeth hasselbeck like it was kind of known that those two did that i remember the hairdresser helene yeah oh i wonder if she's still doing videos with her I have not seen from Helene. I have not seen or he- heard from Helene in a long time. I, I'm sh- there is no way they're on speaking terms, but it was a great time while it lasted. <laughs> Am I right when I assume that Rosie O'Donnell spends like her days in her art shed, yes. getting high? She now lives in Manhattan. Oh, she uh, does. Yeah, she primarily lives in Manhattan now. Oh, I know. My favorite urban legend, which is that on September 11th, Rosie O'Donnell uh, rode up to the city on a powerboat to get people out of Manhattan. <laughs> She did have a boat, but she lived in Nyack. <laughs> I think it's not true, but for a yeah. while I thought it was true. It feels she meant to do it. She meant yeah. to get out there. She just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't let her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she definitely told people that she wanted to. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She was like, I was so, I was, I could felt so helpless. I wanted to do something like get in my power boat, <laughs> like <laughs> drive up and pick people up. Oh gosh! Wow. Uh, wow. That would have been so surreal if like you went through that. This was your Like you live in like Brooklyn, but she takes you to, like New Jersey. And she's, like <laughs> yeah. you're trying to get through the line. Like it's oh. like. It'll never guess. She makes you sing the score of 1776. <laughs> You're like, please, let me die. <laughs> she, like, tucks her into bed and, like, gets you some soup and shit. She, like, stays in the room and, like, someone's to talk about it. <laughs> Months later, you finally emerge, like, a mole person. And people are yeah. like, your family thought you died. <laughs> Everyone's like, where have you been? And it's like, Rosie. And, like, 
<laughs> wow. Honestly, the misery role was you know, if Rosie was still in the view, Joy would have to take a seat because her as Kathy Bates in misery is Oh, be that's fun. a reboot I'd watch in a heartbeat. Comedic misery. <laughs> yeah, the comedic Starring Rose. Yeah. A, a, a dark comedy take on misery with Rosie O'Donnell. I'd watch it in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to DM her. Uh, I mean, this has been such a journey. This has really been a good for all of us. Uh, you know, Viviana, Matt, where can our, our stand stands find you now that they are obsessed with your work? Well, we have we're not leaving the house at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have we do have a virtual exhibit that's going on right now. Um, and you can go to our Instagram, THNK1994 or THNK1994.com. Yeah. Um, but basically, the artist Laura Collins made these amazing portraits, 13 portraits, all based on some Instagrams that Britney Spears posted over the summer. Like in the beginning, like around June, July. Mm-hmm. June era. Um, and she's painted that. And so if, uh, so for you to visit, we've made a miniature version of her gym <laughs> with a fire extinguisher and a little yoga mat. Wow. And then we have paintings hung there. So if you want to visit, and the only reason to really visit an art gallery is to get a picture there. So if you uh, book a visit on our website, it's a dollar. We and send us a picture of you. We will print it out and put it in the little tiny exhibit and then send you a picture of that for you to post. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Innovation. I invented it. So it. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait to get my picture taken in the in the gym. Well, Stan Stan's uh, exciting news. If you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday when it drops, in just a few days on Thursday, we're having our next round of the We Stan Virtual Book Club. And you know we're talking Mariah Carey. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're getting into the meaning of Mariah. So you can email us at WeStanSocial at gmail.com if you want that info. And if you can't make it this month, you can email us to get on the mailing list for the next one. Because you know we're going hard for pop culture every month in the We Stan Virtual Book Club. And you know it. And to stay up to date with us, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok because now that Caitlin found TikTok mom. I might. You never know. You never know. <laughs> we you never know. Posting. And hey, leave us a five-star review. It costs If you, you're out there, let us know. It costs you nothing. And it gives us the small glimmer of a chance that, you know, we might finally get enough hits that Joshua Jackson's agent will finally respond to my email. Yep. Joshua Jackson's agent said 50 five-star reviews and I'm in. That's a thing. <laughs> and Stan stands. we're just, we're a few short weeks away from my birthday, which I'm going to be declaring hashtag we stand together day. And wow. so help me get the birthday of my dreams by, get, by reviewing the show. So Josh's agent will tell him we exist. Yes, he's made no other promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been We Stand Together and we'll catch you next time, Stan stands. Bye. Bye. Are all-